Hello everyone, you are listening to WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Rowley. We are a student-run organization over here at NC State. I am Kiva Wilson, and this is Off the Record. We're actually doing an interview with Fonte from Little Brother. Fonte. Fonte from Little Brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, while working on the listening that you, you, you had split your time working at uh, Blue Cross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, like, I just wanted to ask if, like, for, like, if you had any advice for your younger self splitting your time, like, like you know, pursuing, like, a job and and making music or, like, paying, like, paying bills with a job and making music yeah, yeah. for young people in your position. Um, man, um, I mean, looking back on it now, it's easier to say quit your job sooner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, when you in it, you know, you can't see that far. All you can think about, you uh-huh. can't see five years from now. All you can see is 30 days from now when your rent is due again. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So uh, for me, um, ooh, excuse me, uh, I, I would just say that to young people in, you know, in that position of mm-hmm. kind of trying to decide, all right, do I quit my job? Do I stay, go pursue my passion or whatever? Uh, you know, man, there's no ideal time to take that leap. You know what I mean? Like, yep. uh, there's no, it, it, it's, it's, it's like having, going after your dream is, it's almost like having a kid. You know what I mean? It's going to interrupt something. It's going to disrupt something. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, uh, I, I would just say to, you know, the younger, you know, the uh, cats that maybe listen to this mm-hmm. or whatever, the best time to do it, if you're going to do it, is in your 20s. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, your bones heal quicker. Uh, <laughs> you don't need as much sleep. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Because, you know, once you get, you know, older later on in your life, you know, those decisions, they bear far more weight in your 30s and 40s than yeah. they do in your 20s. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So if if, you, if it's your time to just say the hell with it all and go for it, do it in your 20s, bro. <laughs> Why you ain't, you know, you yeah, ain't got no yeah, kids, yeah. you don't owe nobody nothing, you ain't got no wife, no nothing, whatever. Like, go for it now. Like, because you yep. can make that time up. Yeah. It's a lot harder to do that the older you get. Mm-hmm. Well, when was that moment that you knew, like, okay... This is it. Like this is my. This can support me. This is my new career instead of just like a a, a passion project. Man, um, I think the moment I knew, um, and I always say the moment I knew it would support me. Uh-huh. This was the moment I knew I wasn't working no more. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was working at uh. So after that Blue Cross, I, I ended yeah. up leaving Blue Cross. I ended up quitting Blue Cross. Uh, I just I was like, nah, I ain't doing this. <laughs> but uh, I ended up uh. I had a job working in South Point Mall in Durham. Mm-hmm. I was working at Belt. Yeah, I was yeah. working in the Tommy Hill section. And uh, <laughs> uh, straight up, and uh, and Tommy Hill actually pulled up one day. Tommy Hill figure came to oh, Belt one really? day. Oh, really? Straight Tommy up, bro. Hill. No, okay. nah, no lie. He he pulled up. I was like, damn, that's Tommy Hill figure for real. Like for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's him. And yeah. so, but he, you know, he was cool. But anyway, so I had a job working there, and um. I got a call on my voicemail from home, so I would call and check my mm-hmm. voicemail at home, you know, for, for those old enough to remember what voicemail is. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, and I had a call, I had a message on my phone from Pete Rock, who is just uh, one of just the mm-hmm. legendary, just most, you know, my idols, uh, producers, you yeah. know, in, in, uh, in, in hip hop. And he had left me a message on my phone talking about how, you know, he loved the listening, which was Little mm-hmm. Brother's first album that yeah. just kind of came out at that time. And he was, yo, 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 it's the Chocolate Boy Wonder Pete Rock. Yo, I listen <laughs> to you. Yo, the, the album is crazy. I need to get you up here on my album, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And I quit my job, I think, a week or two after that. I was like, hell, I ain't ain't going back. Uh You know what I mean? And I didn't have no plan. I didn't really have, uh, again, things you Uh do in your 20s that you probably won't do (laughs) in your 30s or 40s. But I just quit, man. And um, I just knew then, um, because to me it wasn't about money as much as it was just about getting the respect and the validation from those that I grew up listening to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I figured, look, if I got Pete Rock calling my crib, saying he loves my record, yeah. I can figure everything else out. Yeah, for real. And that was it. No, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um, you're a little bit older now. Um. I ain't more than a little bit older, cuz. Nah, no, nah, just nah. Tell, all the, tell the whole truth, bro. It's 20 years later, yeah. cuz. Hey, look, man. Hey, we got a phone on this thing, bro. Hey, nah. Yeah. Yeah, how old yeah. y'all boys, by the way, man? How, I'm 21. 21. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> and we feel old sometimes. Man, listen, man, I got sons y'all age, man. My boys are 22 and 17. Oh, so, okay. Shout out so to them. I, yeah, 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 man. So I, I understand. Um, And you're going to be forming at the um, Durham Block Party. Yeah, Made in Durham. Yeah. Little Brother Block Party, uh, October 7th, Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You go get your tickets, littlebrothernc.com. You know what I'm saying? And um, nah, man, it's Little Brother, Big Crit, the cool kids, um, Zoe and Tall Black Guy, uh, sounds by um, my my people's Hourglass and DJ Wally Sparks, and hosted by Sam J, who actually has a comedy special coming up uh, on HBO on like the 23rd, I think it's next week, um, that's coming out. And um you know, these are all our people, man. These are people that we just um, have a lot of love and respect and admiration for in the game. And so we want to just, you know, celebrate our 20th year mm-hmm. with, you know, with our people in our yeah, city right. just mm-hmm. doing it. You know what I mean? Um, I just want to ask about uh, WJLR. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah. yeah. Oh, my God. Man, so WJLR, man, WJLR was just like a fictional radio station that we had. You yeah, know what okay. I mean, that we made up. Yeah, uh-huh. it was fictional. Yeah, it was total. It, we totally made that up. Like it was not a real station at all. Okay. I wish it was. Man, listen, we can make it one. It's turning in. You're not. Yo, welcome to 88.1 WJLR. Uh, it's Tigalo. I didn't took over. Nah. Uh, yeah, man, that was like the first. That was our, our joint. So mm-hmm. the the idea, it was kind of idea we had for the first record was gonna be. WJLR, which was based around a TV station. I mean, I'm sorry, it was based around a radio station. Mm-hmm. Yep. Our second album, The Minstrel Show, was based around UBN, which was a fictional TV station. And yeah. then our okay. third album was going to be like a movie, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so took us a minute to get to the movie, but now <laughs> <laughs> we got the Little Brother uh, documentary, Made a Little Watch, that's coming into this year. Oh, so, awesome. you know, that's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, WJLR was a fictional station. It was just... You know, me and all my Justice League brothers just clowning, you know, making mm-hmm. skits, making up yeah. fake names and yeah. just, you know, just being 21. Yeah, I mean, it makes <laughs> sense with the interludes and stuff. Like, I can yeah. get, have a big, more of a picture. Totally, totally, sure. totally. Yeah, I feel like the the funny skits within, like, classic hip-hop albums is something that's definitely disappeared over the years. Like, I can think of, like, you just look at, like, the college dropout. Like, yeah. Easily, like, funny skits all the way through it. Late registration as well. Like, there's so many mm. other albums as well that have like kind of like comedy skits infused with hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Um, the skits for us, I mean, it was always. I mean, they were meant to be funny, um, but they were also um, meant to kind of move the story forward and also to tell you more about the artist. I mean, if you think of somebody like like Wu Tang, um, you know, and I know this is probably 
ancient history for y'all. <laughs> but yeah, but like Wu Tang, they would have like all these kung fu skits uh-huh. in the yeah. middle of the albums. You know what I mean? And it was just or like a modern like a West Side Gun or Griselda uh-huh. with all the wrestling. Yeah, in yeah. It. <laughs> you know, those are things that just tell you more about the artists and what their interests are. Uh-huh. So you know, at least for when us when we were doing. It was never about just taking up time or just doing it just to do it. Uh-huh. It had to be telling something about us or about the story that we otherwise wouldn't put in a song, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So that was kind of the purpose of them for us. Okay, cool. Um, so kind of talking about like you kind of moving from a job into your passion project, then it becoming a job again with the you said with the minstrel show. Yeah, um, you kind of felt. Um, that that album kind of like felt like work, and um, that making the album didn't feel like work. Was it more I promoting say. it? I think it was promoting it, and I think it was at that time being signed to a major label okay. and thinking that the label had the answers mm-hmm. when we realized that they didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it wasn't that, you know, they, I mean, they weren't bad people or nothing like that. You know, yeah. um, it, it was just, you know, we were a group that had, you know, great music, but, you know, we just didn't, it was a marketing challenge. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we were three guys, you know, coming out of the South at the time when what was status quo for the South was more your snap records, like Lean With It, Rock With It, and, yeah, yeah. you know, D4L, Laffy Taffy, which, you know, those kind of just kind of snap party ringtone records. Yeah. And that was what was running radio at the time. And so back then, you know, this is prior to the days of social media. So it wasn't like you could go and say, hey, I got, you know, 20,000 listeners on Spotify. I got, you know, yeah. 10,000 plays on my SoundCloud. Or I got 30,000 Twitter mm-hmm. followers. We had a digital fan base, but we had no way, no real way to quantify it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that was just something that made our journey a lot more difficult based at the time we were coming out of. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't really, you know, making the music, it is work. Um, and, you know, it is work. Let me be clear, it's work. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's work. But, um, it, it, it wasn't so much making the music as much as it was trying to navigate the new digital terrain at that time, which mm-hmm. we had no blueprint for. We had to kind of create our own blueprint and even labels at that time. You know, this is post uh, 2000. This is like post post Napster. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So this is like post Napster. So like what, you know, Spotify and all yeah. that is doing now, like just quote unquote disrupting things. That's what Napster was, you know, 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago. You know what I mean? And the labels didn't really understand how they didn't know what it was. You know what I mean? And they didn't understand how to use it to the artist's advantage. So that's what made it difficult. It was the I think it was the times that we were coming up in. Um, Now, if we were a little brother coming up now, like new in 2023. Yeah, I would tell like the hell with a label like you like for what? Oh, God. Like, why? Okay. For what? You will have to do all the work. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like a lot of new artists are starting to realize that, and they're blowing up without a label and they're uh-huh. able to be huge and be independent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like a smaller label with like that's got good like production equipment, yeah, and stuff like that. Like yeah. that that makes more sense to me than to go 
signed to a big label and a big contract. Yeah. Yeah, and even with production equipment. Like, listen, everybody got production equipment on them right now. Your phone no, is No, that's very equipment. true, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, you know, you really, you know, now, like, you really have the tools available to, um, your, you can really own the means of your production. You know what I'm saying? And so it's really just something now where you can just, if you own the means of your production, you can make the joints, that you make whatever you want to make and get it out to the people. You know what I'm saying? It's like, listen, people either sign with labels either because they need money mm-hmm. to help make the thing or they need money to help promote the thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, it just got to a point where it was just like, well, if I can make it on my own and I know how to sell it on my own, then what do I need y'all for? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, that that was just my journey. I mean, it made that that is not one size fits all. It don't apply to everybody. Uh, but it applied for me cuz I was like, I'm not I ain't getting need I ain't getting need people no more my money. I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't doing it. And part of yeah, part of the beauty of the like what you're talking about with the first album is like making something true to yourself and telling a story true to yourself and it's like Unless you know that the label can help facilitate that, it's hard to justify. Yeah. Very hard to justify. Yeah. Facts. Um, actually, did y'all not just get your uh, masters back for? Um, yeah, the listening. Yeah, we um, for we have all the we have control of all our records, uh, with oh. the exception of the Minstrel Show, which was our the record that came out on Atlantic. Um, uh-huh. you know, uh, Rhino, they still like have the rights to that. Uh, we working on it. But you know what I'm saying? But but everything else, like all the other records, you know, they're owned and controlled by us. And um, you know, it was something that um you know, it came on time. I think um I I look at artists like De La Soul who were able to get their masters yeah, back, exactly. you know what I'm saying, later in their careers, yeah. you know what I mean, at a time when, you know, it really mattered. And so yeah, man, um it that ownership, it really does. No one no when you're when you're young, like you don't have that in your mind, and so to if there's any like up and coming artists, you know, I would listen to this right now. You know, what I'm saying I would just tell them like, "Yo, dude, this is a long game." You know, what I mean, it, it, it's it's you got to look at music. I I think some people look at music like the lottery. Mm. You know, what I mean, but you should look at it more like real estate. Like it's a long term investment. Yeah, it's yeah. not something that. It ain't a slot machine, you know what I mean? Your chances of hitting the slot machine, like, it's one in <laughs> yeah. 200 million or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Song. Yeah, yeah, trying to hit. get the hit or yeah. to get on. Like, I mean, yeah, dude, yeah. that's uh, that requires, that's a whole bunch of factors mm-hmm. that you have no control over yeah, to make that right. happen. Uh-huh. Um, the best thing you can do is just make quality mm-hmm. and just, you know, keep investing in yourself, investing in becoming better, mm-hmm. and in time, that value will appreciate over time. You know what I'm saying? You just got to stay in the game long enough for it to come back to you. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, that at least that's been our story. You know what I'm saying? We're more, I think, appreciated now, 20 years later, <laughs> you know what um, I mean, than we were back then. Uh, and it's just a long game. So, uh, yeah, man, the money, hold on to your rights as much as possible. It may not, I know that little... Whatever money they yeah. throwing at you right now, it might look like, but that's dude, that's peanuts. That that yeah. me, it's nothing like compared to what those songs are gonna do time over time over time. So, yeah, I would say hold on, hold on to that publishing, man. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard. And I mean, I'm sure it may be somebody that's gonna hear this and be like, "Hell nah, I'm selling it, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, do whatever. I mean, yeah. listen, if you need that, if you need that money, if you know what I mean, listen, bro, everybody rent due on the first. Yeah. So, so listen, if that's what you got to do, yeah. do it. But yeah. 
if you can hold out, if you can afford to hold out, if you are fortunate enough to have a family, a support system, or you know, whatever, you know what I mean, to, to take that investment in yourself long term, I would definitely say do that. So you kind of talked about West Side Gun, which I'm also a huge fan of. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You have any other new artists, hip hop artists you want to shout out? Oh, man. Oh, uh, man. I knew hip hop art. I mean, Man, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, yeah, Griselda, like them, you know, yeah, I, you know, love them. Um, uh, I shout out uh, my guy, my man, uh, local right my man Pat Junior. Uh, big ups to him. Uh, shout out, you know, Tia Kareem, um, I Winston. Uh, man, I don't want to be forgetting nobody. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm trying to think. Um, my I shout out my guy Sonny Miles. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying he's not a rapper, but uh, you know, he's a, he's a singer. <laughs> Uh, but he's uh you know he's out here you know what i'm saying he's uh out of winston but you know carolina i'm you know i'm really rooting for uh shot my man luke uh shot to him luke you know dreamville uh my brother rapper big Pooh, you know what i'm saying is uh handling him handling this project um nah man i mean you know i'm just looking at like you know all carolina artists now and like i'm just so happy to see them take advantage of the tools that we didn't have when we was coming up. Like there's just so much more infrastructure here now that we didn't have, you know what I mean? Like the thought of a Dreamville Fest being yeah, in exactly. 20 years ago, like bro, that was <laughs> not happening like uh, at all. You know what I'm saying? The thought of a, 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 a block party in downtown Durham mm-hmm. in 1997, when I got hit, bro, it was it's nothing, it's not happening. <laughs> Only thing people did in Durham downtown was Go get your books for school from the book exchange and go pay your light bill. <laughs> that was it. At five five o'clock, five thirty, yeah. downtown Durham was a ghost town. Really? You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. It was you know what I mean? So there's a lot more opportunity now. So I'm really, you know, rooting and I just try to be um just a supporter of, you know, the N C artists, you know what I'm saying, that's really about their business and hopefully, you know, they can use the tools that we had and, you know, go further than we took it. Um, I just want to ask about uh, like receiving reception on um, what's it called, like, like rap music. Um, what are they like the uh, blogs, like okay. like music blogs? Like I know you you, you receive like the listening sort of became like an underground, just like um, classic, um, mm-hmm. like through through music blogs and even like. I, don't know, I read something about Questlove of the Roots. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like giving y'all props, and I, yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. Oh uh, yeah, crazy man. to like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, back then, you know, it was really, you know, you had like blogs, you know, and, and that was where a lot of times people discovered new music. You had blogs, and you know, mm-hmm. we used to play around on a site called OK Player, which was basically it was, it was you know, the patient zero for what social media would become. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really was the precursor to like, you know, black Twitter, like all that. Like it was, that's what OK Player was back then, message boards. Yeah, OK Player, you had SOHH was another message board. You had The Lawn, which was our Justice League message boards. And, you know, it was just us just online just saying craziness. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> talking about music, yeah. you yeah. know, and just kind of going in. And so back then, you know, we didn't understand kind of how far our music would go. And so when we would put stuff up, 
and you would see cats like Questlove, you know what I'm saying, who I still, to this day, I do, me and, he and I do a podcast together called Questlove Supreme, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, um, and, you know, to, but to see someone of his stature, some someone like that just, you know, raving about what you're doing, you know, it, it's kind of surreal, yeah. you know what I mean, uh, it, it was like, oh my God. Um, so that was just, a, it was a time, it was, it was a wild time because it was the first time I think in the history of music that you could get real time feedback on your song as an artist. You know what I mean? Back in the day you used to have, they would have what was known as focus groups where they would just take 10 random like white people or something and like put them in a room and be like, here's the new song from who and like what y'all think or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? But online, internet erased all of that. Like yeah. it became an instant focus group. Like to everybody, you put yeah. something out. Oh, we gonna let you know what we think immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it's good or bad. Yeah. Like we ain't. It ain't gonna be no secret when you leave this joint how we feel about you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that was that was wild. That was that was wild to mm-hmm. you know, to, to to live through that time man, and go that. So yeah, man, it was it was it was fun. Um, I'm kind of curious what like the general attitude was during things like message boards and the internet back then. Was it still seen as something kind of nerdy to be into? It's absolutely nerdy. Listen, okay. dude, <laughs> yo, it's absolutely nerdy. Like, listen, man, this is what you gotta understand. Like, I tell you all the time, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hip hop was. There's always and my, my man Dan Charnis. Uh, shouts to him. He wrote you know a piece about this uh, in the New York Times of a day. Where you know hip hop, the 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 common phrase is that you know hip hop it started in the streets. It started in the yeah, streets yeah, and it yeah, came yeah, out yeah, streets yeah. and it started. Street. And yes, that is true. Uh-huh. You know, in the sense that it was performed in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. it was performed and taken the streets and at parties and everything. But at its core, to me, hip hop is nerd culture. Huh. You know what I mean? Like hip hop really is nerd culture. Like if you really think about if you look at DJs, like mm-hmm. yeah, like crate digging and stuff, like you gotta be so yeah. <laughs> like, dude, like you, yeah, you probably don't have a lot of women in your life. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not, you feel me? Like you probably are not that guy. If yeah. you are having time to dig through yep. records yep. for hours on end, looking mm. for looking for the perfect beat, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, looking for that MCing, like you're sitting down and just thinking of words to rhyme. <laughs> like that is nerd, if not a little borderline art- autistic, probably. You know what I mean? Like, I, this is, buddy of mine has a working theory that like all rappers are probably on the spectrum somewhere, okay. and I, I it, it kind of <laughs> tracks. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, dude, like it's it, rap is this yo, this is nerd stuff. So yeah, like yeah. message boards. You know, it, even though it was a new uh, medium and the internet was a new medium. It kind of, in my estimation, it really just kind of gave a voice to and and kind of elevated or, you know, uh, what the culture kind of was, you know, anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we just nerds messing around on computers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, and if you're a nerd, it don't mean you soft. It don't mean that you, like, I yeah, still yeah, bust yeah. your ass, but, like... <laughs> We nerds, yeah. you know what I mean? Like sitting around thinking of words to rhyme, trying to make beats, like sitting alone in your room for hours, like producers. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, producers are nuts. Like yeah. they're all, every last one of them, they're all nuts. Uh-huh. And they, I think they kind of have to be because yeah, that's exactly. just a different, you know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. 
their brains just work in a different way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I, I never got you know, um, I I never got offended, offended or whatever when they called us nerds. Like I'm mm-hmm. a proud nerd. Like this, you know <laughs> what I mean? I stayed in my yeah, room all the time, yeah. listen to music, listen uh-huh. to records. Yeah, I'm a straight up rap nerd, bro. Uh-huh. That's that's what it is. But on the mic, I still bust that ass. <laughs> I just need to understand that. So <laughs> that's what it is. What counts? Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to ask about the Justice League. And okay. Like, uh, how, like, how did that evolve past the creation of the listening and past y'all, like, graduating college and stuff? Like, yeah. Uh, so the Justice League, man. The Justice League shot my brother, uh, Cesar Comanche. You know what I'm saying? He's still, um, you know, still. Uh, still here, you know, still in Raleigh. Um, that's my that's my brother, man. He he and uh Knife Wonder, they were the ones that really started the kind of formed, you know, the early, you know, iteration of the Justice League. Yeah. And uh, you know, we were just all homies that went to school. Uh at the time, Comanche, he, you know, was here in Raleigh, and so he had all the homies from NC State. So we used to record our first records. Uh, the first records we made, we recorded in a dorm. It was in North Hall, you know what I mean? And oh, yeah, and so back yeah. in the day, a little, little NC State history for everybody yeah. listening. So <laughs> back in the day, like North Hall, I don't know if it's still the same now, but uh-huh. North Hall, we used to call good times because it was like the black <laughs> dorm, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it, it looked like the projects, you know what I mean? <laughs> it like a high rise. It's like good times, straight up. And so you had North Hall and then like right, you know, across from North Hall, that was where you had Planet Smoothie, mm. and then you had right next to that, it was a record exchange, which was a record store. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so the Planet Smoothie, I'm sure, like, I think all that just is going now. I no, think it's, yeah. it's yeah, like it a is. Brugger's Bagels or like yeah. something, whatever. But there's there's a record store up the street. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice I think it's at Nice Price. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice Price. Yeah, we used to go there too. Uh, we, you know, Maybe. shop for records there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, man. So but, but at the time, the Justice League, they were all like homies at the time. They went to state. So up here, um, it was. Comanche, mm-hmm. uh, Median, uh, who actually used to, Median uh, was how I used to post on OK Player because at the time I didn't have a computer at my crib. Mm-hmm. And so Median, he used to let us get his password to get into the uh, the computer lab <laughs> at, um, in, uh, in uh, what you call it, not in Tally, in, um, in the library? No, no, no. It was the one that was in, oh, Avon Ferry. Uh, it was... It used to, again. I don't even know if this is still there anymore. It it used to be like on Avent Ferry. Like if you're coming down Western, you make that left on Avent Ferry. Yeah. That thing on the right, that building on the right. Yeah, it's like Avent Ferry dorms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah, dorms. Yeah. It used to be like a computer lab over there. Again, I don't even know if it's still there. Mm-hmm. But um, we used to basically just like go in there and like steal internet. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> like that was how I would get. Yeah. That was how we would post on OK Player. Like. Mm-hmm communicate with people and stuff. Yeah. Median, he used to let us. Mm-hmm. So shouts to Median for that for that uh, that ID. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Median was here. Uh-huh. Uh, my man, son of Yorel, he was also a student at State. Leroy McDowell, he was here. Uh, who else was up here? Edgar Allen Flo, he was a student here. <laughs> um, he worked here. Well, I don't know if he worked there, but he, he was here. And um, I think that was all the, the Raleigh dudes. And then on the Durham mm-hmm. side, it was me, Pooh, Sean Don, uh, Big Doe, who was our manager at the time. Uh, Crisis, he lived in, he was staying in Durham at the time. He was kind of back and forth. 
Um, and uh, DJ Flash, who was our touring DJ, he lived, he was kind of, he was in Raleigh, you know, at that mm-hmm. time. But we were just all homies. Legacy, shouts to Leg. Leg was, uh, he was here, he was in Raleigh. But we were just all like local guys. And mm-hmm. so we would just kind of just, you know, we just mob up and just, you know, go to, we do shows and like freestyle and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. battle, like whatever. And, uh, oh, shout out Sean Boog as well. Um, Sean Boog, Boog was here in Raleigh. And so I kind of, the kind of hustle Comanche at the time, he worked at the Planet Smoothie that was right across from North Hall. So he used to put all the homies on if you needed a job. Like he would put the homies on working at Planet Smoothie. But I think like at one point, probably half the Justice League probably worked that damn Planet Smoothie. But like, <laughs> Bull worked there, Knife worked there. Like uh, everybody, everybody had a job down there at that Planet Smoothie. Crisis might work there for a yeah. little bit. But uh, that was, you know, that was it. We used to come here. We used to come here to uh, KNC. Uh-huh. Um, uh, my man, uh, God rest his soul, uh, DJ Merlin. You know what I'm saying? I believe he had a show up here. And, um, you know, we would do, like, parties in Tally, the Tally Center. Mm-hmm. We'd be rapping, and, like, like nobody knew who we were. Nobody <laughs> cared. <laughs> People did not care at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we were still going for it. So, yeah, yeah I, have a, I have a lot of memories on this campus, man. A lot of memories. Um, so talking, since you're already taking us back, um, yeah. what, 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 what did a typical day kind of look like for you on a college campus? Kind of, kind of walk me through it through like a normal day. Well, certain words I can't say, so I can't take you through a whole day. <laughs> <But> <laughs> my days back then, yeah. like it was the PG a little, version. Yeah, yeah, PG version, PG version. <laughs> uh, listen, man, I mean, nah, it, um, nah, I mean, uh, Back then, you know, I was, so I had my, my first son, my oldest son, mm-hmm. he was, this was when I was a junior in college. It was like he was born like, well, yeah, he got pregnant my junior then, so mm-hmm. he was born like my, like I was going to my senior year. Uh, So, um, you know, when I had my son, that's when a lot of stuff changed, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think just my typical day on a college campus as a college student, um, my first few years, my first two years at Central, I graduated from Central in mm-hmm. 2001, uh, NCCU, Eagle Pride, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got there, and, like, my first two years I played football, and I was just like, yeah, the hell with this. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care yeah. about this. This is not, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It, nah, this ain't me. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, so during that time, it was all football, everything. Wake up, mm-hmm. lift weights, yeah. mm-hmm. go to class. Yeah. Practice, team meeting, film, study hall, wake up in the morning, do man, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, nah, I, yeah, nah, come on, bro. Nah, nah, they can have that. Yeah. And so um, you know, but then afterwards, uh, when I quit, that was when I was like, Well, I wanna kinda get into doing more of the things that I wanna do and kind of exploring what type of artist I wanna be, what type of things, you know, motivate me, you know what I mean? So, nah, bro, we did like after I left, what's what I left football, man, I learned is all I hope people listen now, which I think y'all probably figured out in college now. Never take an eight o'clock class. Yeah, I figured that out the hard way. Don't do it. <laughs> it's just it just you're not it's not because the thing is like you it seemed like eight o'clock, it sounds like I right, eight o'clock because yeah. you're coming out of high school and you used to getting up yeah. and crack ass in the morning. Mm-hmm. That does not apply in college, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it does not. It it, it getting yeah. out of bed in high school and getting out of bed in college. Two different things. Uh-huh. Two completely <laughs> different things, dog. 
<laughs> like straight up. You yeah, know what I'm saying? it is. And it's just like, so I learned. I was like, all right, no, no eight o'clock. So, uh-huh. uh, like my junior senior year, yeah, my day might not get started about eleven. <laughs> about a strong yeah. eleven. Yeah. You know what I mean? We yeah. in there. You know what I mean? Uh, the ten, eleven. I can do a ten, but a, you know, ten, eleven. Yeah. But you know. But yeah, I would just got to do that. I go to class. Uh, you know, I come, you know, go eat lunch, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, normally, I'd be done around like 12. Sometimes I might have like a one, two, mm-hmm. maybe. But uh, generally, my day was done around, I'd be done, no, at the absolute latest, like 2 o'clock. You know what I mean? Oh, two, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then after that, I would go to work. I worked at, um, I had a lot of jobs. So <laughs> I, I had a lot of jobs, yeah. dog. So I, I would go to work at that time. I was working at South Square Mall, and I was working at S&K, which was like a men's suit store. They ain't even down exist yeah, no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, they I would sell, like, men's suits, so I would have to wear suits. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I probably look like a damn preacher or something, like, walking around with suits all the time. But I was on my way to work. Yeah. So I go and, you know, sell my suits, mm-hmm. you know, get off work, go back to the dorm. You know, me and the homies kick it. We might rhyme, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and that would just kind of be it. And uh, I'd just stay up at night. That was when I would maybe write or just listen to music just kind of to myself, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that was just kind of like a typical day. I, I always, uh, once I left football, like I always worked, I always had a, always had a job. Mm-hmm. You got it. Okay. Um, so we might be a little biased, but we love college radio stations. Yeah, man. And radio stations, unfortunately, haven't been on the decline over the past few decades for obvious reasons. Um, so to kind of reminisce a bit, what was kind of your favorite radio stations growing up? Man, my favorite radio stations growing up. I think my favorite radio stations, man, growing up. When I was a kid, I grew up I grew up in this town called Red Springs. Um, it's a town that's in Robinson County. Um, it's about like, you know, like, maybe 30 minutes uh, away from Fayetteville. Uh, the next biggest city close to it is Lumberton, which is like uh, maybe, you know, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, as it's, it's always, Robinson County is, is um, historically always been one of the poorest counties, mm-hmm. you know, in, 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 in the state. And so uh, there was a small radio station there called WYRU, that I would listen to my my grandparents. I live with my grandparents. Me and my mom, we live with mm-hmm. my grandparents uh, for some time. And so, my grandfather would always play WRU, and they would play gospel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was where like I would hear all like the gospel quartet stuff, yeah. like Mighty Clouds of Joy, um, Jackson Southern Airs. Mm-hmm. It was all that like gospel. What they would call quartet groups, just four. Mm-hmm dudes with jerry curls just singing in the most immaculate harmony (laughs) ever you know what i'm saying and so um i would always listen to wru um and then they would play like you know at night they would play like the early hip-hop they would play stuff like you know jam on it by nucleus which was like a uh you know i'm who i know whoever listens y'all this these records is gonna sound like i'm talking about damn martin luther king or somebody but, the but, great record, y'all should check it out. Yeah, it, it, man, listen, Jam yeah. on it by Nucleus. It's yeah. classic, you yeah. know. Uh, but yeah, man, so they would play like those kind of records. Let the music play by Shannon, which is another uh, what what became kind of what they would call freestyle or Latin freestyle, just that electro uh, kind of disco stuff. Um, I would hear those records. So WRU was great. Um, 
in Greensboro, uh, 102 Jams was always dope. When I was coming up, uh, uh, Power 97, uh, I would run that. Uh, also, uh, my my favorite college radio station, um, it was uh, 90.1 WNAA, which was A&T station. Oh, okay. um, A&T, they used to have, uh, I think they still have it, if I'm mistaken, they had a show uh, they would play called The Full Moon Block Party, hosted, hosted by Texas Pete. I'll never forget this. Texas Pete. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Texas Pete, you know, it would come on, you know, like Friday nights, mm-hmm. and he would play nothing but underground hip-hop. And I mean, I was like nine uh-huh. yeah. listening to this, like, oh my God. I would make tapes, I would record. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I lost my mind. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Texas Pete, Full Moon Block Party 90.1, that was just, yeah, that, that, that's where it really where my heart was in terms mm-hmm. of the type of music I wanted to listen to. Um, but yeah, those are some. And then I guess maybe around like 95, 96, I think that's when my mama got a car with like a tape deck in it. And I never listened to the radio again. <laughs> like straight up, I never that's, played. That's fair. <laughs> once I could get once, like yeah. and then and then, oh my god, once I got a car, when I got a car with a CD player, <laughs> I got the joint with the detachable face. What? <laughs> Man, you couldn't tell me nothing. Are you are you crazy, bro? I got a detachable face on yeah. my joint, I can play. Man, get yeah. the what? Come on, dog. Yeah, I uh, never listened uh, to the radio again. So <laughs> that's pretty much how that how that okay. went. <laughs> yeah, I mean like. Yeah, my main incentive is to listen to friends and stuff on the radio, but yeah. with the phone with streaming, it's like I can listen. It's to so anything. yeah, it's so anything. easy. Anything, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. You got it. Yeah. Um, so we can go and kind of wrap this up. Okay. Um, is there anything you want to talk about that we didn't get a chance to touch on? Uh, no, nah, man. I think um, man, I think we got it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I just it's it's crazy like coming back to this place like i just haven't i haven't been over here in a long time like, <laughs> in a long time you know what i mean mm-hmm. so nah man it's just uh it's 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 good to just still be you know accepted and received mm-hmm. you know 20 years after we started uh and you know i'm just thankful just to still you know be here making the music that i love and doing what it is i love to do exactly. um is it anything that y'all want to ask Cause, i mean i know like y'all got the questions talking points but when I do interviews, particularly on college radio, I want to speak to things that are relevant to the college audience. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, is it things that y'all questions about, like jobs, or like that question you asked earlier about, mm-hmm. you know, the job versus quitting, or whatever? Yeah, like I want to speak to the things that are relevant to twenty-one-year-old college students. Like, what's relevant, to y'all? Like, what do y'all be thinking about right now? Y'all worry about jobs, or like what y'all? Um, y'all scared of flunking out of school? Like, is it girls? Is just it balance? Is it, what yeah. is it? Like, <laughs> what was balance that? and stuff, and like. I don't know, pursuing, like, career endeavors here and, like, just having, like, having the foresight to be like, this is what I want to do with my life, and in order to do this, I got to do this, this, and this, and make that happen. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where I'm at, and I'm, like, just trying to work and do school. Yeah, man. No, it's yeah. not to be on the right track, man. The, the, the key thing you said is that I got to make it happen. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That's, the, huh. that's really the, yeah. the, the longest short It's the of time it. to do it, you know. This is like, the I'm time. I'm not going to have the free time, free time like this. No. Ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. This is as free as it's gonna get now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but nah, man, it, it definitely is um, you know, my my biggest lesson I think is just definitely, you know, what you said, like you have to make it you have to make it happen mm-hmm. for yourself. That doesn't mean you have to make it happen by yourself, but you have to make it happen for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, 
you know, it's always the, I come back to the analogy of like, you know, if you, if you see somebody on the side of the road with a, holding a sign that says my flat, my tire is flat, help me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus if you see a guy that's on the side of the road trying to push his car out of a ditch, mm-hmm. you're more likely to stop and help that second guy because he's you see him actually working it's like all right but somebody that's just oh my god help me i don't know what to do yeah nah dog because if you couldn't figure out that you can push this car yourself then what yeah what you need me for like you, you feel me like yeah. so you know that was just the biggest lesson i think i learned is just that you know no one no one is coming to your rescue <laughs> nobody <laughs> coming to save you yeah. but if you put the work in and you keep showing up people yeah. will show up to help you yeah in that in that in that guy, in that in that uh, in that journey and in that quest for uh-huh. for the things you want. So, um, so yeah, uh, yeah. college students, um, <laughs> yeah, smoke weed and and <laughs> <laughs> smoke weed and have all the sex you want because right now it's not. No, please don't say that. I wouldn't say that. I, I be responsible. Uh, have fun while you can. This is the time to do it. This is the time to experiment. This is the time to you know yeah. figure out who you are and you know what I mean and, and just have, just have fun. And this is the time too is what I will say. College is really where you meet your tribe. You feel me? It really like is. this is the time where you yeah. find your people. High yeah. school. Yeah, you just like, hang around people who are around. Exactly. Yep. Is that exactly. high school? Like you're never gonna meet none of these people again. Like you yep. might be at a damn Seven Eleven and see the dude that you went to science class with uh-huh. in the aisle. And it's like, oh, what up, dude? All right, and then you're never gonna talk to them again. Yeah. But college is really where you meet your people. You know what I mean? So uh, I would say use this time just to. Get into your dreams and find your people and yeah, keep it pushing, man. Have fun. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Um, so let's conclude our interview. Just to remind y'all again, Little Brother will be performing at the Durham Block Party on October the seventh. And y'all should definitely go check them out. Made in out Durham. There. Yeah. Littlebrothernc.com. All right. Sounds good. Thank you all for tuning in to this interview. You can check out other interviews at wknc.org slash podcast and click on Off the Record. I'm Kiva LA on WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Rally. Thank you for listening and take care. Yeah.